coming up. People can be so quick to judge. So let's work on judging each other favorably. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean. This is the place where each week a well-known scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, I'm joined by my guest, Dina Cooper-Smith, at the worldwide headquarters of Aisha Torah in Jerusalem, Israel. And we'll be talking about judging each other favorably, the Torah's perspective of this important concept, and how we can do this better in our daily lives lives. Dina has been working in the field of Jewish education for the past 26 years, and she's taught classes on a wide variety of subjects at a number of schools in the Jerusalem area, including Midrashat Rachel, Chappelle's College for Women, Be'er Miriam, and Jew Essence. And she writes articles for H.com, and she's the editor for the Hebrew website, H.co.il. And if that doesn't keep this married mother of five busy enough, Dina also organizes and leads trips for women called Women's Reconnection Trips. And for more information, just visit her website, www.womensreconnectiontrips.com. Welcome back to At Home in Jerusalem, Dina Cooper-Smith. Thank you. Hi. All right. So what is the well-known Hebrew term for judging another person favorably? If you could just explain this concept, what it means from a Torah perspective. Okay, so we have the basic idea of dan lekaf sechut, which means to judge favorably or to judge on the side of good or give benefit of the doubt. It actually comes from the Torah where it says, betzedek tishpot amitecha, which means with justice you shall judge your fellow. Now, it's a strange thing to even say that because maybe we were thinking that you might try not to judge at all. Like, why mm, are mm, we even mm. told, judge with justice? Maybe you should just try not mm-hmm. to judge. Good point. Mm-hmm. Right? Very trendy. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's, in the, so it's in the Torah in a very specific way. It does say judge, but with justice or give the benefit of the doubt. Try and come up with a good reason why this person did it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is because we do have our ability to judge for a good reason. I mean, we have to choose between good and bad. We have to evaluate situations. We have to find find out if this is a good thing or a bad thing that this person is doing or that we are viewing in society. So we need to keep our faculty of judgment, you know, sharp mm-hmm. and workable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we need to know how to judge favorably and take right. our fellow Jew, our fellow friend or whoever, and know how to understand that what they're doing could be coming from, you know, a background or a context that we're not so sure about. Right, right, right. You know, I wanted to bring up an example of parents, right? So this is a very hard area for a lot of people to judge and maybe they don't have so much perspective or a little um, look into where their parents have come from and why they might be, why they may have the relationship the way way it is. Yes, totally. And also this can happen with spouses, you know. We don't know, uh, even after being married decades and decades, you don't really know everything about a person. So again, with with spouses as, as well. So what you're saying is this applies to all of your relationships. Everybody, absolutely. Okay. So, all right, let's say that difficult as it seems sometimes, we're working on looking beyond what seems to be someone else's disappointing or infuriating behavior and withhold judgment until we can determine the true facts. So what are some tips for successfully fulfilling this mitzvah? Okay, so first I want to just say that some something that I learned about this topic really changed my life. 
life. So I want to first tell you about it and then hopefully gain from that some tips. So what I first read about, I think, six years ago uh, was a book called Duties of the Heart, Chavot HaLevavot by Rabbeinu Bechaye. And in it, he says that one day when you get to heaven after 120 years, you're going to find on your account, right? Like in your account of all of the things that you did, some Averot, some transgressions that you never did. And you're going to be like, God, mm. this is not fair. Mm. I didn't do those things. Mm-hmm. And God will say very simply, it's true, you didn't do those things, but somebody else did those things and you spoke badly about them. So you get them on your account. Wow. Okay, so there was another whole bunch of things there, which, you know, also were about Lashon Hara and how, like, there's a certain transferring in accounts, which is a little bit nerve-wracking. Speaking of an evil tongue, right? Exactly. Yeah. We speak negatively about somebody. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, the Mechtav Meliahu, which is Rav Dessler, who has a book called Strive for Truth, or Mechtav Meliahu in Hebrew, has a beautiful explanation of it, okay? And he basically says, you are given a chance in this world to judge another person when they're basically doing something, a flaw that you have in yourself. Mm -hmm. And God is not going to judge you unless you judge that thing negatively, Mm -hmm. okay, in another person. Like Mm -hmm. God is going to say, listen, how how would you judge that action? Now, of course, if you're talking about yourself, you're going to judge it favorably because you love yourself and you can figure out the excuses that you have, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So with another person, though, It depends. Sometimes you're going to judge favorably and sometimes you won't. And if you judge that person not favorably, God will say, oh, but you have that same flaw. Mm. And that's why there's a certain um, phrase in the... In the midrash that says "kol haposel bemumo posel," if you find fault in other people, it's because you have that flaw in yourself. Hmm. So, really, throughout our lives, we are given the opportunity to see our own flaws in other people, but we don't kind of see it that way. We think it's their flaws, and we don't have those flaws. So, the first tip I would give myself, and I have worked on this for so many years, and it's like, I really do feel that after a while, it actually makes a difference, and your life is changed. Okay. Is. I'm on the edge of my seat. Right? (laughs) You're looking at this person's behavior, and to you, it is so annoying, and so aggravating, and so wrong. And you say to yourself, okay, what is it in me that I am seeing in this person that is so aggravating to me? Why is God giving me this message? And find it. Find the flaw in yourself. Hmm. And then think, how would I want to be judged if I was doing that same thing? It could be different. You know, like it's not automatic. You see somebody who's so late. Let's say she's always, always late to your meetings or to your class that you're doing or whatever. Now you as a person, I don't know if you know me, but I am never late. I'm never late. Hashem loves me. He gave me this gift that I'm able to get to meetings on time. I'm never late. You saw, I walked in at 1027 from the other end of the city, (laughs) took me an hour. It was fine. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to be here at 1030. So I got here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, bottom line, what does it mean if I see this person is late and I'm infuriated by her behavior? What? Wait, I don't have that flaw. Mm -hmm. So what is it about me that Mm -hmm. I am so aggravated about what she's doing or what this person is doing. And I finally realized, okay, you're not late to meetings, but are you late in any other obligations that Mm. you have to fulfill? Mm. Let's say towards God, maybe you're late to pray in the morning. Mm. Maybe you're Mm -hmm. late to do chesed for somebody. 
this is totally something that I really fall short in. Mm -hmm. Again, nobody's business, but I'll just tell you an example. A friend of mine, Loa Lenu, really, it should never happen to anybody, but their kid is sick with cancer. Mm -hmm. My friend, a good friend of my neighbor, the first thing, of course, I was going to make her a meal. There's not even a question that I was going to make her a meal for this week when she's in her in the hospital with yeah, her child. Yeah. Okay. So of course, I, tr- I end up waiting and waiting and waiting to call the person who's organizing the meals to the point where they are all set up. They don't need my help anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, but I'm not a late person and here I'm late. Mm. Now, why was I late? Not because, uh, you know, I didn't want to make her a meal. Of course I did. I love her and I wanted to do it. But because I had so many things going on, right? I have so many things going on. I'm teaching at one end of the city. I'm going to the other end of the city to do a podcast. I go to the other end of the city to do a teach, another, you know, interview or something. So I am running like a maniac. Mm. So shouldn't I judge that other person who's Mm. late in the Mm. same way? Mm. This is how I would like to be judged. God should say, oh, she's trying her best. She loves this person. She wants to do chesed, but she is doing so many other things. She's so busy. Same way I should judge somebody else. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing is finding the flaw, then thinking, how would I like to be judged? And then judge that other person in the same way. Interesting. Wow, that is a really good tool to have in our pocket, yeah. right? To, I hope to it do, can work. To do. I also want to talk about judging favorably when it comes to the land of Israel. Now, many of our listeners have either visited Israel or they live in the Holy Land or they hear things on the news about Israel. And since we are in such a solemn week, and let's talk about judging favorably. I'm just wondering if you see a correlation between the solemn day of Tisha B'Av and the mitzvah to judge favorably. Wow. That's great. I never even thought of that idea, but I do think, of course, because the root of Tisha B'Av mm-hmm. is the fact that the spies just came back from the land of Israel and they had a not such a great report and they told everybody and they mm-hmm. said, this is the way it is. It's going to be hard living in Israel. There's people dying all over the place. So, and everybody was convinced and they were so negative about Israel. We have to be really careful. It's a land, it's an, it's an inanimate object, but it's a land that God gave us. Mm-hmm. And it's, we are really supposed to relate to it almost like a person and yeah. to say to ourselves, you know, let's find the positive. And that changes everything. It changes you as a person if you're always looking for the positive in mm-hmm. people and in the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your insights about judging each other and the land of Israel favorably. Dina Coopersmith. Thanks, Heather. And there are many excellent articles by Dina Coopersmith on H.com. And be sure to check out the other written and multimedia material about Tisha B'Av in the special section about the three weeks and Tisha B'Av on H.com. And thanks for listening.